Would you turn with me, please, this evening in the Bible to a scripture I'll let you know of shortly? If you didn't bring a Bible with you this evening, would you please raise your hand? We'd be glad to let you use one of ours. Uh, Take the time, make the effort to turn in the Bible, find the verses. It gets in you better that way. Praise the Lord. And go with me to the book of Romans and the book of Luke. Book of Romans, we'll be going to the fifth chapter. And then the book of Luke, the ninth chapter. Just last uh, Friday, we began a new series that we've entitled Reigning in Life. Reigning in Life, talking about our authority and our freedom to live victoriously in this life. In the here and now. Romans 5. Verse 17. He says if by one man's offense. Death reigned. By one. Much more. They which receive abundance of grace. And of the gift of righteousness. Shall what? Shall reign. In life. By one Jesus Christ. How many like the sound of that? By the gift of righteousness. Which we're going to be delving into that in some detail later. But by the gift of righteousness. We should do what? Tell me again. We should do what? Reign. Reign When we get to heaven. Thank God we'll be free there. But you know reign. Did you notice we're not told a whole lot about heaven? We're told some things, but most of the New Testament is not telling us about heaven. You know why? Because we're not there yet. It's exactly right. And you know, it's sad that so many Christians, that's all their songs are about the sweet by and by. All their sermons about when we get to heaven. And it's all right to have that once in a while, but you're not there now. You're here. And the Bible deals with the here and now. And we're supposed to have victory now. Amen. We're supposed to overcome now. We're supposed to receive now. The Lord has given us some things for now. Right? We ought to be checking up, seeing, are we walking in it? Are we living to the fullest of what's available to us now? Because there'll be plenty of time when we get to heaven to shout about heaven and find out about heaven. But right now, there are things, victories to be enjoyed. Amen. Work to be done. Harvest to be gotten in. People to help. Can you say amen? And we ought to be about the master's business. Life is very short. We ought not be wasting any of it, but getting things done. And you can't get it done except by all the wonderful tools that the Lord has given us. And he has given us authority to reign in life. Now, last Friday, we went into some detail. We went back to Genesis. And we saw that God made man to have dominion. We were made, the Bible says, he created us to have dominion. We were made to reign. 
Not to be reigned over. We were made to rule and reign. And that's one reason why it just comes up in you so strong. And we think it's because we're Americans. But everybody's like that. Nobody wants to be ruled over by a tyrant. Nobody wants to be kept under some evil person's thumb. We love our freedom. Well, no, you can't be free truly unless you're free in spirit. Unless you're free on the inside. And how many believe Jesus did pay the price and overcame the enemy, stripped the devil, brought him to naught, defeated him soundly, and gave us our freedom. Galatians said that we ought to stand fast then in the liberty wherewith Christ has made us free. Are you free? Then stand in it. Live in it. Enjoy it. Do not yield and give place to bondage. Live free in Jesus. And so we saw we've been made to reign. We saw how that God gave Adam and Eve dominion, but then they lost it. They handed it over to the devil. I won't go through all of it. Tapes are available if you're interested. But the devil told Jesus that the kingdoms and the authority of all the world had been given to him. 2 Corinthians 4.4 backs that up. It calls Satan the God of this world. Well, did God give all that authority to the devil? Certainly not. He gave it to his man. And his man bowed his knee to the enemy and gave the authority that he had been delegated to the enemy. So now the enemy is doing so many evil and destructive things in the earth. Sometimes people are trying, they leave the impression that everything that's happening is God. They say, well, you know, God's in control. And the implication is that everything that's happening on the earth, God is doing. Is God in the starving of children? Is God in the ravages and destruction of war? Is God in all of this stuff? No. No. The Bible tells us the thief comes not, but for to steal and to kill and destroy. You're seeing the work of the devil. The Lord spoke this to my heart some years ago. He said to me, all of the destruction, all of the pain, all of the evil that is in the earth is because man has a free will. Not because God's perfect plan or will. It's because man has a free will and man has chosen wrongly. And that's why you have all this terrible stuff. Does it aggravate you when people try to blame God for all the junk that's going on in there? That's my father. He's good. He's a God of life and blessing. He's not the destroyer. He's not the killer. He's not the thief. Right? We see before the devil and before sin, everything was perfect in Genesis. And then you jump to the back of the book, and after the devil's removed and everything's done, everything's perfect. Right? Well, what man's sin and the devil's work did in between is not an improvement on God's plan. Are you with me? No. So, we have been made to rule and reign. We've been created to have dominion. And the Bible says, through the free gift of righteousness in Him, we will reign in life. Some translations say, in this life. Through Jesus Christ. Now go with me please over to Luke if you're holding your place. Luke chapter 9. Everybody happy tonight? You love the word? 
We read our text, but before we read further, let's pray a little bit more and release our faith. You know, you're not limited to what I know tonight. The Holy Spirit's our teacher. And if you'll stay focused and stay awake and, and believe and have faith, you can get something really good tonight. From the Word, from the Holy Spirit, it might not even be something I said, but something from the Word that can answer your questions, fix problems, change your life. Father, we come before you tonight thanking you for everything you've already done. And we submit our hearts and our minds and our eyes and our ears and our lives before you. We say, here we are, Lord. We are yours. Do with us what pleases you. Say everything you want to say. Do everything you want to do. We'll respect your spirit and your word and we'll receive you. Give us capacity to receive Thank you for our life being changed and bringing us up to a higher place of reigning in Christ Jesus. Thank you. Amen. In Luke 9. Before I read this, let me remind you that last Friday we touched on a few things and saw how that Adam ruled and reigned. God brought the animals to him and he was the one who named them. If you've got the authority to name something, then you have authority over that thing. I understand, I do not show up at the birth of your grandchild and name them. Huh? <laughs> Is that right? I would only have authority, Phyllis and I, to name our children. Right? When you can name something, you know, I don't even name your dog. I don't pop up at your house and go, yep, that'll be Shep. <laughs> you say, hold on now. That's my dog, right? Who names your dog? Whoever has the authority, right? I'm just reiterating, the Lord didn't just give Adam a little trial, something on that afternoon. He gave him the authority, the Bible said, to have dominion and rule over everything in the air, everything on the surface, everything in the waters. And what he said? Yes, and he so much gave it to him that Adam could give it to the devil and he could do that because God had given it to him. He really gave him dominion. Well, we see sin ruling and reigning on everybody from Adam on through Moses. But then in the process of time, in the fulfillment of Scripture, in the right time, there was one born of a virgin. There was the man, Christ Jesus, and he walked in authority. He spoke to the winds and waves and they obeyed him. Right? He commanded demons to shut up and come out and they did. He commanded fevers to leave people and sickness and disease, and it did. He spoke to the fig tree, and it obeyed what he said. He walked in authority. Now, so many people have gotten a hold of that, and they say, well, yeah, but now, Brother Keith, that's Jesus, and he's God, and God can do that. Yes and no. He is God, but he was not doing those things as God. The Bible tells us, go read Philippians 2 sometime, said he emptied himself of his mighty weight and glory and became like other men. The Bible said God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power. God doesn't need to be anointed, right? He's the anointer. But see, Jesus had to be anointed and after he was 
baptized in the river, you know, and he came up out of the water and he saw the Holy Spirit coming in a bodily shape and form as a dove. And when the anointing came on him, then we see him coming out after the temptation in the power of the Spirit. And we see people being healed and delivered. How? By the anointing and by the authority. But he's doing it as a man, not as God, as a man free from sin. Did you hear me? Somebody said, well, you know, what about us? We could never be free from sin. Oh, yes, we can. I said, oh, yes, we can. That's why the price has been paid. That's why those who receive the free gift of what? Righteousness. That's only available by the cleansing of the blood. That's the ones who know that they've been made the righteousness of God in Christ. Those are the ones who will now rule and reign in this life through Jesus Christ. Oh, are you getting stirred up at least a little bit about this? I'm telling you, this is, this is life changing. Now, you know, I don't expect us just to get it all in one night. We're going to stay on this. We're going to camp on this and it's going to rise up in us like a tide. Amen. And you're going to find yourself on a Tuesday afternoon saying, uh, uh-uh, uh, I'm not going to put up with that. No, you stop that in Jesus name. You're going to find yourself thinking and doing things that you normally wouldn't have thought of, but you're going to begin to rule and reign in your life by the anointed one. Jesus did, didn't he? When he saw a storm, he didn't just say, "Uh uh-oh, God has sent a tornado to teach us something. Did he? Millions of Christians believe that. What did Jesus say? Peace. Peace. Be still. Who's he talking to? Is he praying? Is he asking the Father to do? No. What's he talking? Is he talking to the wind? Didn't he talk to the wind and he spoke to the water? See, that sounds completely foreign to people. Don't they think, you know, you talk to a tree? You were talking to a wave? Man, they'll haul you away for stuff like that. Who did it though? We're not just reading about somebody that didn't know what they were talking about. Jesus spoke. Didn't he? He spoke to fevers. He spoke to trees. He spoke to wind. He spoke to water. Is that right? He spoke to it and it obeyed him. People say, well, yeah, but he's God. He did not do it as God. He did it as a man. How many remember he said in John 14? 12, 13, and 14, he said, if you believe on me, he that believes on my name, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. If he did those works as God, how could we believe that? Right? I'm not God. If he did what he did as God, how can we believe we're going to do the same works? Oh, but if he did them as a man... If he really did them as a man and he would anoint us with the same anointing and he would give us the same authority in his name, we can see the glorious possibility that we can rule and reign. We can walk in life like the master himself. Now that bothers some people, most especially it bothers the devil. Because he don't want you ruling and reigning. He wants to be ruling and reigning over you. And I've had people take me to task and others. They said, well, uh, who do you think you are? You're just trying to act just like Jesus. Well, I thought that was the plan. Didn't you? I thought that was the idea. Who else am I supposed to be acting like? Well, how did Jesus act? He ruled and he reigned. 
Somebody said, that's my example. I'm following in his footsteps. What would Jesus do with sickness? What would Jesus do with a problem, a storm? What would Jesus do with the devil acting up? What would he do? That's what we're supposed to do. Rule and reign in this life. Oh, glory to God. Are you excited about it a little bit? In Luke 9, though, we begin to see some changes in Jesus' ministry. Jesus has the 12 with him. And later on, he had another 70 that followed him closely. And they had a lot of people that traveled around with them in these meetings. And sometimes they'd have healing lines that lasted all day long, I guess. And ministry and people getting delivered. But they were bringing them to Jesus. But at this point, things begin to change. Look in Luke 9 and the first verse. Luke chapter 9, verse 1. I was recently reading here. And I saw this. So then Jesus called his 12 disciples together and he gave them power and authority over little devils. Huh? Weak ones. (laughs) No. All devils or demons. And to cure Diseases. Now, if you, if you go back and read Matthew's account of this, Matthew 10, then it said every manner of sickness and every manner of disease. Did he authorize and empower them, give them authority and power over every unclean and evil spirit and every disease and sickness? Did he do it? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. And then what did they do? Well, let's keep reading. He gave them power. Everybody say, he gave them power. power. See, he gave them power and authority over all devils and to cure diseases. And he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Are you believing with me tonight? Oh, this is so important. This is so rich, so good. Believe with me now. He sent them to do what? To preach means, you know, that word's been kicked around so much people don't, you know, it's just a religious word. Preach means to proclaim, to announce, and to tell people. So many times it says preach the gospel. What's gospel? Good news. Proclaim and announce the good news, here it says, of the kingdom. The kingdom of God. Now, we can't talk about reigning without talking about the kingdom. What is the kingdom of God? That's another term and phrase that you've heard so much until people, it's just a religious concept. What is a kingdom? A kingdom is a dominion. A kingdom is where an influence extends to. You know, the dominion of the United States extends specifically over our states and our territories. That's the kingdom of the United States. Well, we don't use that kind of terminology. But wherever the United States has dominion and control, that's the kingdom of the U.S. Well, where's the kingdom of God? He said the kingdom is in you. 
within you. But, you know, it's it's over 150 times in the New Testament that the kingdom of God is referred to. I mean, Jesus talked about it so much that his disciples thought he was talking about setting up an earthly kingdom right now. And that he was going to be king of. In fact, that's one reason why they were so confused when he let them take him. Because they thought he's going to set up and he's going to overthrow the Roman government and everything else. And he is. Just not right then. Right? Because Revelation tells us that there will come a time when the kingdoms of this world shall have become the kingdoms of our Lord. And you and I are going to rule and reign with him. Over the whole thing. Right now we're in faith school. Getting trained for the job. So we best get to learning. About how to rule and reign. I mean if you can't reign over your backyard. Right? If you can't reign over your own body. Or your own finances. Then you're not ready for to reign over whatever God's got planned for us. It's going to be big. You know that. But the kingdom of God is where God is exercising authority and his presence and his will is being done and manifested. Oh, thank you, Lord. I got light on this today I had never seen before. And I'm seeing how I can get it out or if it's right to get it out now. But remember what Jesus taught the disciples to pray and us. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. What's next? Thy what? I mean, after reverencing the Father, the first thing he said, Thy what? Thy kingdom come. What's the next phrase? See, these two are inseparable. Wherever God's kingdom is manifest, his will is being done. And when Jesus showed up and demoniacs were set free, people were healed. People were blessed. Then he said, the kingdom has come to you. What does that mean? You are seeing the will of God in front of your eyes. Because before he got there, what was happening? The devil was ruling. Where the devil is exercising influence and dominion, then you see destruction. You see devastation. You see death. You see depression. You see poverty. Why? Because the devil is ruling. Oh, but when the kingdom of God is manifest in the earth, then the devil has to back off. He's pushed out. He's not doing his will. God's will is manifest. Oh, glory to God. That's worth you coming tonight just for that right there. Glory to God. And that's why Jesus talks so much about the kingdom. The kingdom, what? God's will being manifest. God's rule being expressed. And that's why it is not accurate for some of these folk that are beating their pulpits and saying God's in control. And in a roundabout way, they're trying to say everything that's happening is the will of God. No, it's not. I said it's not. We get a picture when God is completely in control of everything on the earth. There will be no more curse, no more death, no more sorrow, no more crying. Hallelujah. That's why if it was already done, why would Jesus tell us to pray, thy will be done? 
pray thy kingdom come. If it's already done, why pray that it would be? No, it has not fully been manifested. The kingdom is within us. But it's going to be manifest outside. Hallelujah. And in the meantime, you and I don't have control over everything, but we can rule and reign in our life. Hallelujah. We can. He said he authorized them and empowered them and sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Can you preach? People don't have a problem with that. Can you heal people? You see where I'm going? So I said, well, you're not the healer. You can't heal people. Well, see, Jesus got the same thing. Didn't he? When he would tell people, your sins are forgiven. They said, ah, you, can't, you can't say that. Who do you think? He said, well, which is easier? To say your sins are forgiven or to say you're healed? Get up and walk. And that you may know that the Son of Man... Did you hear that? That the son of man has power on earth. He said, get up, take your bed and go. And the man was healed. No, you're not the healer. You're not the deliverer. You're not the savior. But are you authorized? Do you have authority over sickness? Do you have authority over all the work of the devil? Yes, you do. I said, yes, you do. So that's how you administer to people. You become fully persuaded, fully convinced that when you tell a disease to leave, it has to go. It has to obey. Not just you, but because you're authorized in Jesus' name. When I first started working with Dr. Kenneth Hagin at the healing school, I helped him for some length of time and then eventually he had us speak and he said one man can't do it all he was doing other things and so I was the one who was speaking and laying hands on people where he had been just not long before well I felt inadequate I felt well he'd been walking with God at that time even was 50 something years and he's had all these experiences and he's got this anointing on his life and I felt you know inadequate but the Lord showed me what to do and uh he, he, the Lord dealt with me. I don't mean I heard a voice, but he dealt with me. Don't talk about what you don't have. Don't talk about your lack. Don't compare with somebody else. You give thanks for what I've given you. And you confess what I've told you. And I'd take these verses right here that I've just read to you. And I'd get in the floor before laying on a hands day. And I'd lay there in the floor sometimes two or three hours at a time. And I'd just lay there and I'd say, the Spirit of the Lord is on me. Because he's anointed me. The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he's, an, he's given me power and authority over every unclean spirit to cast them out and to heal every sickness and every disease. And I'd say it and I'd say it and I'd say it and I'd say it. Why? Faith comes by hearing. And I need to hear it. Right? And there's been times I'd lay in the floor sometimes half a day. And skip the noon meal. But brother, when I walked out there and people lined up in front of me and they said, this one's got cancer and this one's got a growth and this one's got AIDS. I'm telling you, I believed it had to obey me when I told it. Cancer, you file disease, you die and dry up and leave this body. Tumor, you dry up and be gone. Amen. Somebody said, well, I'd never do that. Well, I know and that's why it won't happen for you. But if you'll do what I'm telling you, if you do what the Bible says, you begin to say, I've been given authority. 
I've been authorized. He's given me power and authority over every unclean spirit to cast it out. And every sickness and disease. Now just because you say it one time doesn't mean you'll become fully persuaded. But you just stay after it. You keep hearing it and saying it. And saying it and hearing it. And meditating upon it. You'll become persuaded. I said you'll become persuaded. And when you do, you'll stop letting the enemy's work rule over you. And you'll begin to rule over it. Glory to God. Keep reading. Verse 6. So they departed. And they went through the towns. And they did what? They preached the good news. We know it's the good news of the kingdom. And they did what else? Healing everywhere. They did exactly what he told them to do. He said, go preach and heal. How could they do that? Because they got authority. Right? They've been given power and authority. And they acted on it. And they went and preached. And they went and ministered healing to people. And down in verse uh, 11. The people, when they knew it, followed him, Jesus, and he received them and spoke to them about what? Of the kingdom of God. Now tell me, what is the kingdom of God? It's where the rule of God is being manifest and where the will of God is being manifest. And he did what? When the kingdom of God's in manifestation, what do we see all the time? Healing. Healing healed them that had need of healing. If you skip on down a few more verses, you see that they brought the child to Jesus down in about verse 37 and 38, who had been taken with the Spirit. He had convulsions. Uh, we might say, you know, that he had uh, epilepsy or something like that today. That's what it sounds like. But Jesus, in verse 41, he said, faithless and perverse generation, Luke 9. 41, how long will I be with you and suffer you? Bring your son here. As he was coming, the devil threw him down and tore him. And Jesus did what? He rebuked the unclean spirit and what? Healed the child and delivered him again to his father. Operating in authority. Now skip down to the 10th chapter and get ready to shout. Somebody said, yeah, but now brother Keith, you know, that was Jesus. No, he gave them the 12. They said, yeah, but now, Brother Keith, that was the 12. There are whole volumes written in seminaries that the 12 special apostles of the Lamb, they had that kind of power. But when the last one of them died, it all passed away and it all ceased. Well, what about these folks here? Chapter 10, verse 1. After these things, the Lord appointed other Seventy also. And he sent them two by two before his face into every city and place whether he himself would come. And among other things, skip down to verse 9, and he told them what to do. Verse 9, do what? Heal, heal the sick. How are they going to heal the sick? Are they God? Are they Jesus? Are they the healer? No. Well, how are they going to heal the sick? How are they going to do what he told them to do? Simple. Did he give them authority? Did he give them power? Then you just walk up and say, sickness, leave them. And expect it to happen. I know it sounds too simple, but that's exactly what happened. Heal the sick that are therein and tell them what? Oh, are you getting this now? Are you getting this? Tell them what? 
kingdom of God is here. It's come near to you. Here it is, kingdom of God. What does that mean? God's manifest. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Friends, we're making progress tonight. Did you know that we are, we are making progress? Glory to God. Glory to God. Talk about ruling and reigning. Here we come. And so they did it. They did it. They did it. And verse 17. And the what? Jesus? No. The 12? No. What? Seventy. They returned again with joy. The proverb says, when the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. (laughs) They came back with joy and they said, Lord, even the demons are subject to us through your name. He said to them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. How many know Satan ain't what he used to be? He ain't what he's cracked himself up to be. He's a defeated foe. He's been stripped and brought to naught. He's under our feet. He said, behold, I give to you what? Power. That's the word for authority. To tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means Hurt you. Now let's back up. Does that belong to us? Does that verse? What is the 17th verse? Does that belong to us? And the 19th verse? Does that belong to us? Has he given us power? Has he given us authority? Or did he just put this in here for us to look at it and drool and go, Oh, I wish I could have been one of the 12. Or one of the 70. Well, no. This belongs to us. Get a picture here. Peter, James and John, Thomas, Bartholomew, all those guys, they're human just like me and you. They didn't know everything. They made mistakes. A lot of them recorded for eternity. (laughs) They are so thrilled to be with Jesus, though. They walked away from their businesses. They walked away from family and they followed him and they're on the road with Jesus. Is that right? They're his crusade team. Man, they're having huge meetings. Scores of thousands of people in outdoor meetings. They're seeing people set free. They're seeing people that completely lost their mind like the madman of Gadara. They're seeing him sitting there clothed and in his right mind. They're seeing people like the woman with the issue of blood. Tried everything from every doctor, spent every dime, and sitting there healed and whole. They're hearing the most wonderful preaching and teaching. People are coming up by the drove. Sometimes it said they brought everybody that was sick out of that city to the meeting. And so the disciples says, okay, just, just wait right here. And they got them in line for Jesus to minister to them. And he's ministering to all of them. They're being healed. But one day after the meeting, he calls them back. He has a staff meeting. And he said, uh, fellas, you've been doing good. Meetings are going good. I believe the father's pleased. He said, but uh, so many people to minister to. And the crowd just keep getting bigger and bigger. I want you to begin ministering to these people. Don't bring them to me. You minister to them. 
Behold, I now give you authority and power over every evil spirit to cast them out. I now give you authority and power over every sickness and every disease to heal it. Now you do it. You go and you preach and you tell them the kingdom of God is here. And you minister healing to them. You get them healed and set free. And then he left to take a nap. And they're standing there. (laughs) And uh, John said to Peter, "Did, did he say what I thought he said? Peter said, I believe so. Is he saying, we have authority like him? Thomas said, I can't believe it. (laughs) I'm sorry, Thomas. But you understand, I mean, they're human like us. All these thoughts are going to be going through their mind. They've never done this. They just always bring them to Jesus. But now he said, no, you minister to them. You're authorized. You're empowered. Over all unclean spirits. Over every sickness and every disease. Now go. Well, now what do you do? You better go. Right? I mean, the masters told you what to do. So they launched out. And eventually the 70 did the same thing. But they launched out. And they come across somebody that's uh, sick. Or somebody that's got devil problems. Whatever. And one looks at the other and goes, you go. <laughs> I'm telling you, they were humanists like us. One said, I don't know. You go. Finally, somebody worked up the courage. And they stepped forward and did what they had been seeing Jesus do. And they said, you file spirit, you shut up and leave them. You fever, you leave them. Get out of the body, sickness, go and leave them. And it happened. (laughs) It happened. And they looked at each other and they thought, glory to God. Another one said, I'm next, I'm next. And that's what we read, that the whole 70 then went out and did that, and the whole bunch of them came back, and they were wired, they were full of joy. They said, Jesus, the devils listen to us like they do you. Glory to God. Oh, hallelujah. Go with me to Matthew, please. (laughs) Ah, the devil don't want you to know this, but too late, too late, too late. Oh, he don't want people to know this. Matthew. And the last chapter, 28th chapter. Oh, glory to God. Jesus. This is after he ministered in power. This is after he delegated authority to the twelve and to the seventy. After he's been crucified. After he's raised from the dead. And he's talking to his disciples just before he ascends on high where he is right now. Seated at the right hand of the Father. And uh, 
The Bible said, verse 18, Matthew 28, 18, Jesus came and spoke to them. And he said, all power. Now that's the Greek word for authority. Any of your modern translations have that word? Yeah, I see that. All authority is given to me. To who? To him. In heaven and in earth. Let's just stop right here now. Now immediately he leaves the earth. He just got it. How many understand what happened now? This authority was given to Adam. The authority in the earth. Adam lost it through sin. A man, it was given to a man. A man lost it, so a man had to get it back. And it was the man. The Lord Jesus Christ. He came and he whipped the devil for it. I'm telling you, he conquered him. He said, the devil has nothing in me. And he went to the heart of the earth. He spoiled principalities and powers. He got the keys of death, hell, the grave. He rose triumphant over death. And he said, I got it. I got it. I got all the authority in the earth. But he immediately left the earth. What's the very next phrase? What? What? What does it say? Go ye therefore. What's therefore, therefore? Really, what does therefore mean? Therefore what? I have all authority in heaven and earth. Therefore, you go. What does him getting all the authority have to do with me? He didn't get it for himself. He got it for us. He wasn't in bondage in heaven with the Father. He wasn't experiencing the curse. He wasn't defeated. He didn't need it. We needed it. And he got it. Hallelujah. He got it. And he stripped the enemy. And he said, all authority in heaven and in earth is given to me. So now you... Therefore, because I got it now, you go. You go. And you teach all nations. That sounds familiar, doesn't it? Didn't we just get through what he told the 12, what he told the 70? You go and preach. You go and minister. What else did he say? Go heal. How many remember Mark chapter 16? The last part of Mark 16, what did he say? Go into all the world. Preach the gospel to every creation. He that believes and is baptized will be saved. He that believes not will be damned. And these signs will follow them that believe in my name. Whoo! My name, they'll cast out devils. My name, among other things, they'll lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. Is that us? Is that us? Does that belong to us? Yes. 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 I have been authorized. Everybody say that out loud. I have been authorized. I've been empowered. Say that out loud. I've been empowered. See, two things. Authority and power. It's kind of like a policeman. Highway patrolman, whoever. They got the uniform. They got the insignia. They got the badge. What is all that? Authority. That's a sign they got the right to pull you over. 
They got the right to say something to you, to do. They got the right. You can't just do that without the authority. But people are lawbreakers. They don't respect authority sometimes. So you got to have the power to back up the authority. That's the 44 Magnum. The 220 pounds of muscle. The sawed off shotgun. What did Jesus give us? He gave us both. He gave us the authority in the name of Jesus. And he gave us the power in the person of the Holy Ghost. I'm authorized. And I'm empowered. Over every evil spirit. Over every disease. You get to where you believe this. And you're going to begin to walk in a different way. Things are going to change. Thing after thing. You'll stop. You'll say, no, no, you don't. Not in my house, you don't. Not in my child's life, you don't. No, you don't. No, not in my finances, you don't. No, you don't. Stop in Jesus' name. And it'll stop. You step up to the door of your house and look a tornado in the face and say, no, you don't. Not in my house, you don't. You go away from me. Go around. I said, brother, who do you think you are? Well, we know who we are. That's the deal. And if you talk that way, you don't. Think about what the psalmist said in the Psalms. He said, a thousand may fall at this side. Ten thousand may fall at my other hand. But it won't come near me. It won't happen to me. People say, what arrogance. It's the Bible. It's the B-I-B-L-E. You remember that? <laughs> we were made to reign. We were made. To have dominion in the book of Genesis. We saw it last week. That's why we were made. We were made to have dominion. Hallelujah. Where are you right now, Matthew? Go please to 2 Corinthians 5th chapter. I'm thinking about closing. I'm glad I came tonight. I tell you what, I have enjoyed myself. I'm going to rule and reign. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. 2 Corinthians five seventeen. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's an old sinner, no. saved by grace. No. <laughs> How many people say that though? You never hear them say this. You always hear about the old sinner. No, if you're an old sinner, you're not saved. If you're saved according to the Bible, you're what? Oh, glory to God, a new creation. And what about that old stuff? They've passed away. All things will become new. Right? And he said, all things are of God who's reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. He gave it to who? To us. Do you have a ministry? Every child of God has a part in this ministry. Ministry of reconciliation. What does reconciliation mean? To wit, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them. And has committed to us, there it is again, this is to us, the word of reconciliation. Now let's uh, expound just a bit. 
you know, many preachers, bless their hearts, feel that the gospel is telling people you're going to hell if you don't change. That's not the gospel. Gospel is good news. Is you're going to hell if you don't change? Is that good news? That's bad news. Right? You're going to hell? That's bad news. So that can't be the gospel. Many preach it, but you know, that's not the gospel. I didn't say we're never to say anything about it. I just said that's not the gospel. That's not the good news. What's the good news? God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their sins to them. There's no longer a sin problem. There's nobody in hell for lying. There's nobody in hell for stealing. There's nobody in hell for murder. There's nobody in hell for any terrible perverse act. Because all those sins were imputed to Jesus. They've all been laid on him and he's paid the price for every one of them. Why are people in hell? Because they didn't receive him. I said they didn't receive him. They refused him. What's the good news? To every person, we can say, hey, did you know? All your sins have already been paid for. Did you know God's not mad at you? He's not holding your sins against you. He judged Jesus for all your sins. And put the penalty on him. And now in him you've been reconciled to God. All you got to do is receive it. That's good news. I said that's good news. So what if they reject it? Well then we got bad news for them. You're going to hell. If you don't change. But give them the good news first. Right? And then if they receive it. You don't even have to give them any bad news. (laughs) Right? Give them the good news. Good news. Keep reading. Verse 20. Now then, we are what? We are ambassadors for Christ. Oh, I don't think this has dawned on us. We are ambassadors for Christ. As though God did beseech you. How? By us. Through us. We pray you in Christ's stead, be ye reconciled to God. We do it how? In his place. Oh, my, my, my. Now, let me give you a scenario. And then you'll get maybe a stronger glimpse into what this is. There are different, you know, republics and nations and countries, kingdoms, if you will. Some are called kingdoms. And uh, some still have kings. Let's say Australia became a monarchy. And you're going to have to really use your imagination on this. But let's say I became the king of Australia. And I am a sovereign king. I mean, ain't no voting. I'm the king. What I say goes. I have complete authority to do whatever I think best. And I have the control of all the power of all the military and all the economics. I have all the authority and I have all the power in Australia. I am Keith, the king of Australia. And let's say y'all were all with me in Australia. <laughs> we ruling and reigning in Australia. But 
Let's say that I tired of my kingly duties and I wanted to come on vacation to the U.S. So I jet across the ocean and I come to Branson to take in some shows and play on the lake and rest. But I hear about some things happening in my kingdom of Australia that I don't approve of and I don't like. So I want them changed. So I pick up the phone and I call Dave. Because Dave is one of my helpers. He's under me as the king of Australia. I said, Dave, there's something happening there in Melbourne and I don't like it and I want you to go stop it. But what if Dave said, I'm not the king. You're the king. I can't go. They won't listen to me. I said, listen now, Dave, I'm authorizing you. I'm telling you, you go. You say, I come in the name of Keith. And he sent me to do this. He said, no, I'm not the king, brother Keith. You're the king. I'm not. I said, well, give the phone to Mike. And I said, Mike, he said, yeah, I said, it's King Keith. He said, yes, sir. I said, listen, there's some stuff going on in Melbourne that I don't like. And I want you to go over there and take care of it. I'm sending you in my name. Now go stop it. And what if Mike said, I'm not the king. <laughs> You're the king. I'm not the king. I said, listen, now, Mike, I'm authorizing you. I'm sending you. You show up there and you say, King Keith has sent me, and I'm coming in the name of Keith. Now do this, don't do that. He said, no, I'm not the king. Brother Keith, you the king? I said, well, Mike, give the phone to Jan. (laughs) And I said, Jan. I said, yes, it's King Keith. She said, yes, sir. I said, Jan, you go to Melbourne, and you take care of this. He said, what if Jan said, I'm not the king. You the king, Brother Keith. I'm not the king. I said, well, give the phone to Karen. And what if I went through all of my help and every one of them said, I'm not the king. What would happen? My will would not be done in my kingdom. I have all the authority. I have all the power. But none of my delegates will act on my instructions. How many believe that the King of Kings, the Master, the Lord Jesus, does have all the authority in heaven and in all the earth? Does he have all the authority over every demon and every sickness? Does he or doesn't he? Did he leave the earth and tell us to go and do something in his name? Did he authorize us to do it? Did he empower us to do it? Are we his ambassadors? Then why is everybody talking about, no, I'm not Jesus. I'm not the Lord. I'm not God. It's a cop out. It's a shirking of responsibility. I saw a video some years back from a a fellow who God used mightily in the healing ministry. And huge crowd. And they brought up a little girl. I don't know. She must have been eight or something like that. And she was stricken with, I forget what it was. But I mean, she was skin and bone. And you could just tell death was on her. Pitiful. 
Beautiful little girl, but just emaciated. They had to hold her up. They brought her up to this man of God on the platform. He looked at her. He looked at the huge crowd. He said, how many believe that if the Lord Jesus was here tonight, he'd look at this little girl and he'd rebuke this death off of her. And he'd rebuke this sickness out of her and she'd live and not die and be whole. How many believe that? And boy, I mean the whole crowd they raised. Well, now, if you believe the Bible, you have to believe that. Because everybody who ever came to Jesus to be healed left healed. Every one of them. Every one of them. Every one of them. Bible readers, am I right? Every person. Not one exception. Every person who ever came to Jesus to be healed left healed. He said, well, Jesus is not here in the flesh. But his spirit's here. And his word is here. And he's anointed me. And he's authorized me. And he sent me on his behalf. And he looked at the girl and he said, you foul disease. I command you, get out of that girl. Leave the girl. Live. Be healed. And she was. I said, and she was. For the few who found the realization in the word and have become bold and have become fully persuaded that greater is he who's in me than he who's in the world. That I have been authorized. I have been anointed. I have been empowered. I have been sent. I am an ambassador of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm to speak on his behalf. I'm to act on his behalf and affect his will in the earth. For those bold enough to act on that and believe that, there are miracles. 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 And the will of God is manifested in the earth. Can you say amen? Amen. Stand on your feet and raise your hands, please. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.